and gentlemen. You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are, your hosts, Dylan Weissman and Mike Langser. Aren't you glad that I'm back in the saddle? You missed me last week. I'm glad. Yeah, you're the best button pusher I know. It's it's good for you to be here and push the right it, buttons as, as opposed you play, to me. You played the wrong intro last time and then you didn't know how to make buttons work. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. But, uh, but I made it happen while you couldn't be with me. So uh, would you like to hear it's good to have you back? That, that's what I'm looking for. That, that, I gonna, figured that's what you were going for. We're going to make that a sound bite. <laughs> so I, I just looked this up, Dylan, and I, I can't get the exact answer, but we started this podcast back in 2020. I, I, I can't scroll back fast enough to see the exact date, but we're going, I mean, it's 2024 now. That's pretty wild. And we're at 131 episodes. Uh, most podcasts don't usually make it past 10. So I think we got something to really be proud of. Um, and a topic that we haven't really discussed yet, which I'm, I'm also excited about. Well, did we not discuss it? I think, I think every time we discuss it in turn, but I think now you're actually going to put some, some focus behind it, which I think is cool. Yeah, we, we have a title. So, so today's episode is going to be called Leveling Up Your Bar or Bat Mitzvah uh, when average just isn't good enough. And um, this topic means so much to us because we as a company have a goal this year to level up everything that we do. And we're going to kind of take our mindset and mantra and hopefully pass it on to our listeners to uh, give them some excitement and some motivation to level up their own big day. Um, That's right. And, uh, you know. Dylan, I, I think the best way to do this is literally to kind of like walk through the process of a mitzvah and like, when does it start? You know, like, wh where do you level up? I, I, I think it starts in the booking phase. So yeah, yeah. Let's, so let's start talking there, you know, a year plus out. What would be the first tip or trick you would give to a client on how to start thinking about raising the bar? Well, so I, I think that it really starts with finding the first few vendors, but more than just finding the first few vendors, I think there's something special to be said about finding a vendor that can develop a theme. Um, you know, when I think of leveling up, I think of not just having a candy themed, but having Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory theme. When you get a little bit more specific, it levels up the entire scenario that is your bar or bat mitzvah. So I think it first starts with finding the vendors that can help you develop a theme. Um, and, and I'll piggyback that and saying, find a venue that can accommodate that theme, accommodate your vision, your timeline. Um, and, and not only accommodate, cause I feel like that's like the lowest denominator of, okay, you know, just accommodate, but they need to excel with your vision and feeling. That's right. Um, so start so, you know, finding the right vendors, finding the right venue is key. The next step in leveling up, you know, as I was typing this out, I, I started thinking about invitations and it's not something that, you know, we are a specialist in or know a lot about, but I feel like there's traditional invitations that you expect to get. And then there's some cooler things that can be done, but like digital technology and QR codes. And 
I, yeah, you have any ideas? Again, you know, we're, we're going to blatantly say that we're not specialists in this. Well, I mean, I think that just the amazing amount of technology that our kids are using these days is so good and they're so good at it that like you shouldn't be afraid of virtual or digital invitations anymore. Um, if you want your keepsake, that's totally fine. I get it. Like you want like, you know, something to display in an album or something. You can get that, but you only need to get one of them as opposed to all of the other, you know, hundreds of them that you need. So I think that there's a cost saving that will help you level up all other aspects. But then you also have, um, you know, the fact that there's a really cool touch point on the virtual side of things. So I think that's, that alone is just a great example of leveling, leveling up a singular aspect that has, that has big impact. So I, I was at an industry networking event this week and I, a big shout out to Dana Kaufman from a company called By Dana who does invitations and graphic design. And she mentioned that invitations nowadays, whether the print or not, often have a QR code as the RSVP rather than, you know, the old fashioned, you know, fill out the card and how many guests will be attending and do you want fish or chicken? Like it's now digital with a QR. And that had me start really thinking about all the cool things that can be done with that. Like you scan the QR and it kind of hits like a welcome page and you could have some teasers as to your theme or teasers as to your logo. Um, well, well, just look at look at what our wedding families are doing. I know there's a mitzvah podcast. We can take something out of the book. A wedding website has existed forever. People do wedding websites all the time that tells the story of how, you know, the couple met and it gives, you know, ideas about, you know, who's in the wedding party and things like that. I mean, you can take that for your bar or bat mitzvah and make it even cooler. You could, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole service out there of web developers that would be bar and bat mitzvah specialists to go out there and do it right. I mean, this, this certainly exists and we just don't know about it because we're, we're later in the planning phase. Right. But that, that is definitely a way to level up and, and make it engaging and exciting and tell the story of, you know, the mitzvah project and uh, have an FAQ page on, you know, what you want guests to wear or what they could expect the night of. I, I yeah. Think how about, how about uh, a link to your, uh, you know, mitzvah project, mm -hmm. right. And what you're doing. Um, how about that's where you could host your, you know, a Google survey of chicken, fish, or, you know, beef. Um, you know, you can, you can do a lot with it. You can get kids t-shirt sizes um, and have a good accurate count for that. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I think that I want to see more of that. Um, and it kind of stems from the idea of like our planning portal, right, Mike? Like our planning portal is done online and it helps us kind of really integrate the technology with our families. And the planning portal is amazing, but it can be one step further for the user, for the bar about a family and then their guests. Right. I, right. I think that it ends up becoming a better celebration experience for everyone that's invited if you can start that early. Absolutely. So now let, let, let's fast forward here. So the invitations go out. Um, let's fast forward to, you know, the day of, um, you know, guests are arriving. When they arrive, what is the level up, you know, feature when they walk into the space? They, they walk in and what do they see? You know, what are they being greeted with? I think that is one of three. We always say every event should have a, a great start, middle and end. What is the great feature that they see when they walk in. Um, any ideas, thoughts on this? Well, so in, in like the corporate world, you call it a touch point, right? And uh, what's the very first touch point? I think that a party should start in the parking lot. Uh, if you can set that mindset ahead of time, uh, I want to, you know, spill a little bit of a, of a spoiler for our showcase coming up, but we have one of our singers, 
um, who happens to be one of our greatest DJs and is, you know, um, our warehouse production manager, Justin, who has an incredible voice and knows how to ad lib songs. So he's actually going to be one of the first touch points when you walk into the space playing guitar and he's going to be singing, you know, welcome to the showcase, but to the tune of Margaritaville or, or whatever, maybe a tune to Taylor Swift song. Um, so I think that if you can get a touch point that starts before they even enter the room, before they even enter the space, I think that sets the tone, sets the bar. I'll give you another example. Uh, I did a Hollywood themed event and they hired an actor to pretend like they were paparazzi and like getting like, you know, the inside scoop or the story from, you know, the guests who are arriving, like, oh my goodness, what's your favorite, you know, what are you most looking forward to for tonight's award show or whatever it may be? And he was dressed up like, you know, a 1920s reporter. So I think if you can level up the very first touch point, I think you're in really good shape. Yeah. And, and cocktail hours are fun because there's a great amount of food. You know, that's something that we do really well here on the Wait, East We didn't even get to cocktail hour yet. I was in the parking lot. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Um, you know, uh, Yes, uh, parking lot, branding, theming, you know, signage when you get there. Um, maybe even the coat check is very cool the way it's done. Or instead of just getting a ticket, like there's something on brand. Like like literally think about every single touch point and how do you level each one of these up. And that, that's the goal of today's podcast. So I am going to jump to cocktail hour. Um, and I was, gonna, I was saying East Coast, I believe we do a really great job with impressive cocktail hour food setups at most venues. Yep. But aside from that, it's mixing, mingling, and talking unless you start thinking out of the box. You know, again, at our showcase this weekend, we're going to have the acoustic NRG band, a trio that's playing. Like, that to me is leveling up. And at your brother's wedding, we had a killer piano player, NGXB, you know, playing cocktail hour. Those are things that are memorable and fun and you know, cocktail hour doesn't have to be elevator music and drab. It could be upbeat and lively and should be different for kids and adults. I, I think kids' games are pretty popular nowadays with cocktail hour. But what else? Mentalists, magicians, you know, a big fan of mine for cocktail hour. Yeah, um, I mean, what about what about like just the how you display food and drink? We're taking a lot of inspiration from the trends we're seeing at weddings. But like, you know, a, a big champagne wall. Uh, or especially cocktail with dry ice, you know, things like that will really help you level up. It, you could even talk about just garnishes. Like one of the things that we're going to present at our showcase is our new boba tea stand. And I didn't know anything about boba before, but when I brought it up to, you know, my wife and and my cousins who are younger, like they're like, oh my God, boba is so great. It's, it's, you know, so popular. What if you add boba to your specialty cocktails? It'll be so unique and memorable. Plus, and we're getting the kids all sugared up before we really get them, you know, dancing. I mean, yeah, but same with adults. Get them sugared up. Get them liquored up and, and see where you go. Like, if you can find all of these little itty-bitty spaces to get just a little bit more creative, a little bit better, a little bit, you know, more on the leveled up side of things, I think you got yourself a, a, the makings of a really, really unique event. And that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to now really get into the meat and potatoes of the party. And this is the part that when we, you know, brainstormed on this topic of leveling up, we were thinking about things that we do and it's going to transfer over to families. But how do you level up every element of the reception from the photo booth look and feel through the DJ setup, look and feel staging, um, you know, all the way to the last minute. So uh, let, that's kind of quick fire. I'm going to just throw, you know, photo booth. I would say the word photo booth and you say 
how would you level it up? I think that you got to consider more than just the standard open air kiosk. I think the photo cubes are letting you design element, uh, you know, something even bigger and better. Um, I think you should consider having furniture or, you know, foliage or, you know, I, I was working with one family who's going to have really big trees in their photo. Like photo stations don't just have to be a boring backdrop. I think you got to find a way to get it more closer to your theme, to make it more of a photo experience, but then also realize that it's a piece of your decor in your room. So what can you do to make it even, you know, more enticing to look at or feel? Um, and I think that's, that's a really good way of doing it. I, I think about our ski lift photo station where you actually sit in a, in a ski lift chair. Um, you know, I think about, um, some of the, uh, the other photo experience that we did, like the storefront, making it look like you're walking into a Tiffany store. I think all of those ways are great ways to level it up because you're now investing in an experience, but then also it doubles down as decor. And they're truly one of a kind, unique pieces that are built or branded or printed for for this one event no nobody else is going to steal that exact thing i think gone are the days of just a white backdrop or the green screen with the eiffel tower superimposed into it you know like that's old school it's it's time to move on and and i hope what listeners are learning from this podcast is leveling up is something that you could do throughout the whole scheme of the party but you also have to find the right people on your team that are able to do this with you. Not every photo booth company can produce these photo cubes or the custom backdrops or not any of these companies. A lot of companies don't want to, they're cookie cutter and you know, that's okay for their business model. Um, Dylan, let's talk about staging. I know this is something you like are excited to get into doing different staging. Yeah. I, I had this epiphany um, when I was working with Justin, again, our production manager and he's like, dude, I'm so tired of seeing just three stages in the front of a, of a DJ setup. Like it just looks the same every single weekend. And I realized that our stages are, aren't hardwired They're You know, they use wireless uplights, so they can be placed anywhere in the room. And it got me thinking like, why aren't we utilizing the back corners of, of the room by putting staging there? And why are we not, you know, developing different styles and sizes of stages and shapes? Maybe we do circles or triangles. I think about, you know, what we're going to see at the Super Bowl this weekend with Usher. And I guarantee it's not going to be just a platform. It's going to do something different. And I think that if we take a little bit of inspiration from that, we can find ourselves doing something really cool. Imagine, you know, half after the dessert situation, we re we move the stages to the middle of the dance floor. And now we have basically like a 360 degree platform that's right in the middle. I'm just thinking like, and this is stuff that doesn't cost any money. Like this is stuff that, Hey, DJ company, can you move your stages instead of putting it in front of the DJ booth? Can you put them somewhere different? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Um, it, it just, I really want to see us get more creative with how we present the look of the staging. Mm -hmm. Mike, how about grand entrances? Gone are the days of just being escorted in by, you know, a dancer or, you know, being carried in. I think that that is been there, done that. So using props to make the grand entrance cooler, um, you know, bringing guests of in honor in on a surfboard or a skateboard or their, um, brought in with some sort of themed costumed, you know, performer, um, you know, sparklers, um, signage running through a banner. I, I mean, that's, you know, quickly off the top of my head, just blurting out some options, but 
the sky's the limit here. I, and, and, you know, I definitely encourage clients to think this through. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to love when there was, um, entrance montages that were cut by a videographer in a really cool way where it like, you know, tells a story of how they got there. And then all of a sudden here they are running through the room. Um, I've seen for sports fans, like the local voice of your team, um, you know, announcing you into the room. Um, I've seen it where you like are brought in on like a four posted, like carry, uh, you know, carrying throne. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I have this vision in my head, you know, if, if Noah would let me, I want to have a circus themed bat mitzvah for her in you know, 10 years from now and have her come in with just like a gaggle of people, you know, dressed up in circus costume, like someone on stilts and then someone, you know, dresses a class. I'm thinking like the greatest showman. So like, I don't know, man. You know, I just think that there are ways to do it that aren't just you walking in. Um, at our Super Bowl showcase, we're going to, you know, use these two big marquee signs that say Mazel and Tav. And, uh, you know, we're going to use these strobe bottles to help, you know, create that look and feel of a, something different, something that's not just, you know, welcome to such and such as Bat Mitzvah. Yeah. Um, man, we could talk about grand entrances forever. Let's not give away all of our secrets just yet, though. Oh, um, man. so we talked about stages. We talked about photo booths. We talked about grand entrances. Um, I'm going to talk about video walls versus TVs. And, you know, this has been like an interesting and hot topic for me personally, because we've been doing video walls for a while now. And, and I've always taken a relaxed approach and I, I'm, I'm starting to change that. I mentioned it to you the other day. For the longest time, I said to families, if you want a video wall, we offer it. It's super cool. I think you should consider it. But if you, you know, don't want to, you know, spend the expense, I get it too. And standard TVs will be just as good. But if this is our year to level up at Explosive, I want to pass it on to families. And a video wall changes the whole look and dynamic of an event. Yeah. It so quickly allows branding to transform a room. And I'm going to say this outright. We complain all the time about too much swag, people spending too much money on swag, literally t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, pajama pants. The amount of money some families spend on swag is equal to the cost of a video wall. At the end of the day, what's going to have more impact on your party? Right. Sweatshirts yeah. that you hand out at the end or this monstrous video screen that people see from the second they walk into the reception room. Well, another thing is that it opens up the avenue to do some really cool things. So like the features that can be included on the video wall are so much greater, whether it be, um, you know, live simulcast or, or uh, you know, zap shot photography or the, you know, the game shows or your montage. It just, you do so much more with it. And I think what we have to remember is that the barrier to entry on video walls has been lifted. It used to be very hard technology to come by it wasn't super reliable and it was very expensive. Now, when you boil it down, at least from our cost perspectives, like it, when you boil it down, it's really, really similar in price when you factor in all of the other things that you would have to do to get to the same point. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really, really well-priced in my opinion. And it makes such a difference. I mean, you wouldn't put 200 people in an auditorium expecting to watch a 75 inch screen and have it have an impact. So kind of consider it from that point of view. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump out of our realm for a second and talk about leveling up video, uh, you know, cause you just, you just 
hit a buzzword that is hot on my mind right now. You said feature. And um, in three weeks, we're going to have a videographer, Michael Scobaletti, join us on this podcast. And he does what he calls feature films. And um, it's his highest level of videography that he offers. Um, in fact, we're, we're really going to spend a lot of time on that podcast talking about it. So I just want to touch on it now. But, you know, there's so many different styles of videography or cinematography. There's the linear footage where they, they film the start of the party straight through to the end. And you kind of see it all chronological. And in most people's minds, that just makes sense. But um, Dylan, I'll share with you one of Michael's um, feature films that he just shared with me. And it is so cool. It starts with the Bat Mitzvah girl in her house talking about her dress and her shoes. And it interviews the grandparents and how they've been so excited for this day. And these, this narration goes back and forth to clips of the party. So as she's talking about her shoes, you see her dancing in the shoes at the party. And you, the end result really is this cinematic for like so real video. I, so hard to describe, but it literally takes videography to the next level and makes it exciting. Um, and in this day and age, you know, everyone's got a really short attention span. So to keep them tuned in, you got to think out of the box. Well, I, I really think that there's a lot to talk about with video. I mean, uh, another trend that I'm seeing in weddings that have such good bar and bat mitzvah application is how about a content creator shooter? Because these kids love their TikToks and love their Instagrams and love their social media presence, hiring someone who is specifically dedicated to capture content that is then used to create reels and um, TikToks and things of that nature. It's a, such a specific way of shooting and a specific way of editing that, you know, I, I remember a wedding that we recently did where there was a whole video team and then there was someone with a really good iPhone that was capturing content as well. And I thought that was so cool because there's going to have content for days that the kid is going to be proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, and makes him feel cool. It makes him feel like a stud, a star. And, um, you know, there's a lot of ways that, that videography is coming back in a big way as social media becomes or continues to be the feature point of a lot of these kids' lives. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about media, we, we probably should mention um, logo design, montages, uh, you know, anything that, that is on the screen can really be leveled up. Um, and, and we're going to do some sneak peeks at our Super Bowl showcase of, you know, our own content creation and how we leveled it up. So we're not going to give away those secrets just yet. I can't wait to show the recap real uh, to anybody who didn't make it. Um, but yeah, so much you could do with media. The technology is there and uh, it just takes, it takes some time, takes some creativity uh, and, you know, some forethought. You can't just slap it together the day of. I want to keep talking about video because now my brain is, is, you know, turning a hundred miles an hour. Uh, I really loved, it was a popular thing before and I want to see it come back. Um, a same day edit recap where the videography team shoots, you know, all of the content up to about dessert time and then takes 20 minutes to create a really cool 60 second recap and then have everyone come back and watch that moment. I think it's really, really cool if, if that were to come back. I'm totally down with that too. Um, as we're coming close here to the end of our uh, podcast recording, let's let's jump towards the well, – there's so much we miss, man. I mean, you can talk about leveling up food. You can talk about leveling up, uh, you know, the dance sets, the dancers, the costumes. 
Um, but let, let's get to the last hour of the party for the sake of this conversation. Um, and again, kind of a hot topic for me is making the party the last hour so incredible that nobody wants to leave. And that's done with the right forethought. And it takes creativity because, you know, sometimes it gets late at night or people have their cake and coffee. They want to go home if they have a long drive. Like, what are we going to do to keep them there? And, you know, we have some tricks, you know, that we we use our blacklight invasion. We use, you know, the LED robots. Um, you know, what else do you have in your mind, Dylan, like to make that last hour just awesome? Well, I think it starts with knowing that five-hour parties are really long and, you know, it becomes a drag if you don't have the type of crowd that can make it that five hours plus a ceremony or a service plus the drive there and back. It ends up becoming like a seven and a half hour day for a lot of people. So I think that five-hour parties are just – are really, really uh, becoming less and less popular um, for bar and bar mitzvahs. And then on top of that, uh, I think that – a really, really smart way of doing dessert is a past and butler dessert. Um, Cause that way you can get them to go straight to the dance floor. Um, there's a company that is so right up the bar and by the alley called gourmet vendor. And what they do is they literally have like people dressed up like ice cream scoopers and they are coming out to the dance floor with chip witches and, you know, chocolate eclair bars and everything you would find at a, uh, at a, you know, ice cream truck, but they are literally coming right to you on the dance floor. And when you have the dessert come to you on the dance floor, or when the dessert goes to the dance floor in general, you're more likely to get people to stay on the dance floor if that's your goal. So I think that that is really, really important, um, is the presentation of display to get that last hour roll in the right way. You just reminded me of, um, a style of party that I did back in my uh, banquet manager days um, where we, we flipped the party and we started with dessert. <laughs> like your cocktail hour was dessert. Um, this was such a neat thing to do for the right event. And imagine, if, you know, your, your three or four hour party uh, budget conscious where you didn't want to spend a ton of money on, you know, entrees or, you know, a heavy meal. And if it's like a sweets theme, like, you know, the, the candy theme that you mentioned earlier, how do you level up a candy theme? Well, what if you walked in and hand passed all those eclairs and cannolis and cream puffs and like, you're literally like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, that's such a different way to start the party um, yeah. and memorable, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I remember where I got that from. There was a restaurant that opened up in Atlantic City that was a all dessert restaurant and they served a three course dessert meal. Um, and you know, thinking about doing things different and take this whole podcast and flip it back over. If you had that cool digital invitation that talked about desserts and you had that FAQ page and, you know, come ready, you know, for the sugar rush and like, what a cool way to like set the tone, do something unique and memorable. And, you know, let's talk about now the, the exit of parties, because in this case, do all the sweets and desserts and then as people exit and give them a fun exit food to take home, you know, that's where you have your, your, you know, breakfast sandwiches to go or your fast food sandwiches to go. Like just end the night with a wow. I want so badly for someone to come and to come and do a theme, you know, called, you know, like the upside down or the backwards day where you start with dessert 
and then you go through, you know, a big, you know, cool dinner process for, for, you know, and then you go into, and then you leave with breakfast. I think that'd be so fun. Right. Um, imagine, yeah. imagine having just the, you know, the bar and bat script just flipped in reverse. Um, <laughs> at the very end of the night, you want to bring in a grand entrance where like, you want to restart your party. <laughs> That's so cool. So there, are, you know, this is what happens when, when you put some creatives together and we have a, a little bit of time to just chat. Um, this is leveling up, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we live for. And this is what we really encourage you to think about. Don't be cookie cutter. Don't do the same as everybody else. Like, you know, think out of the box. Don't be afraid. And, you know, here at our company, we want to level up everything we do. We want to have better lighting, better media, better photo booths. Um, some of it comes down to just the shell, the brand, the branding. Uh, we're going to be unveiling a lot of new things this year where everything that we do has a different layer of polish to it and presentation. And we want to encourage our families to think that same way through. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike. Uh, so give a little plug to this weekend. I mean, it's the Super Bowl weekend. It's Super Bowl week and, and it's our Super Bowl that's coming up. February 11th, B'nai Tikva. Um, which is right on Finnegan's Lane in North Brunswick. Uh, Classical Caterers will be doing their thing. We are so glad to partner with them. We have uh, right about 10 vendors, photo, video, decor, um, uh, yarmulke guy, um, balloon specialist. It's going to be awesome. Um, we have eight MCs performing. Um, and gosh, I think there are four different photo activations and somewhere around 10 to 12 different games and activities. Um, as we said in last week's episode, come early. Be prepared to spend the whole day there. Bring your family. Bring your friends. Um, it's a fun day for the kids. They get to it's, – it's like taking them Dave and Buster's or taking them to a boardwalk, but free. They get to play and, and participate. Um, bring your comfortable shoes. Come hungry. And uh, plan to spend the whole day with us, noon to 3 o'clock. Then we'll send you home. Watch the big game. Sounds great, man. Who are you rooting for, by the way, Dylan? Oh, uh, I want them both to lose. You're so bitter. I want them both to lose. I'm rooting for Taylor Swift. Oh, she, who's who's going to get more airtime, her or Usher? Oh, that's a really good question. Like, I don't know. There's probably Vegas bets on this oh, right yeah. now, over or under, of who gets more airtime. Wow. I hadn't really thought about that, but uh, you know, I, I wish they would both lose. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll let you be bitter and sour by yourself. And uh, we hope to see everybody Sunday. Uh, check us out. It is SuperBowlShowcase.com. That's where you're going to find details about the showcase. And you can find details on us at XEEvents.com. And we'll uh, see you next week.